0: earthlings and welcome to your weekly dose of newsy infotainment it's let's be treasonable coming to you from various places in and around los angeles including treasonable studios with your cognitive dissidents on the panel this week we've got comedian artist and host of the nerd goat podcast his youtube channel is reboot it ladies and gentlemen mr ed greer guys it's great to be back. It's great to be back. It's, it's great to have you. Our next comedian, coming from another room in the same house. She is a comedian, a writer, an actress, and a tracker. Ladies and gentlemen, Clee Wiggins. Welcome.
1: Thank you, David. It's also great to be back. It, it's great to be back.
0: It it is wonderful. I I was just starting to say, uh, you know, it's been like a year. You guys are like an annual event for us. So I I would prefer you to be on more often, but you're busy people. I get it. And uh, it is is a pleasure to have you both with us. So thank you. uh, Thank you for joining. As always, we are also joined by comedian, scholar, and the black voice of reason, Mr. Time and Ship. Uh, Power to the people. Good to be on it with
2: some black folks. What up, my people? <laughs> Black people in the house. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Black what people in quarantine. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I will admit that, uh, you know, I was, because it, it does seem to be an annual thing, uh, I was trying to get y'all on for, for Black History Month, and, okay. uh, you know, hey, it's, as, as long as uh, Infrastructure Week happens every week under this administration, I don't see why we can't do Black History Month in April. I think, what the hell? We're due, right?
1: It feels like um, March never ends. So why can't we just extend that to February? I'm, I'm with
0: you. On that. Yeah, it's only got 28 days. Let's you know, it's a leap year. Let's go beyond 29. That's what this year's all about. Yeah. Is
1: it uh, February? Is it March? Is it April?
0: I did did. Have you guys been watching the Daily Show?
1: No, they, I can't stand Trevor Noah's voice. So.
0: Fair enough. Uh, they did a thing. Uh, I think it was on Tuesday, which is somewhat ironic because the uh, they they had three of their regular contributors on, doing a split screen to determine what day is it. Uh,
3: <laughs> oh
1: god, that's
3: funny. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. That was that's interesting. It's just it's it's just kind of horrifying. This to me is the class the class warfare aspect. I think the rich are dooming themselves by taking all these damn videos and their palatial estates Talk about, yeah, man, quarantine, lockdown, son. Oh, man, it's terrible. I got to out to these 58 acres, dog. Oh, no. Oh, I'm playing with my I've donkeys.
1: Watching, I've been watching some of the... I, I don't watch The Daily Show because, I don't know, I think I had just had a soft spot in my heart for Jon Stewart, and when Trevor Noah took over and I was a supportive black man but I find his accent irritating. So I watch sporadically, but I don't watch regularly like I used to, but I've been watching some of the other late night shows that have been doing it. Like their shows from at home and Jessica Alba was on one. I can't remember which one it was. It was either Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon, but she was doing it from her closet and literally her closet is bigger than our bedroom. (laughs) And I was like, this bitch.
0: (laughs) I
1: like Jessica Alba I have no like she's one of the like more basic bitch type actresses that I actually like you're fine you're absolutely fine with me your company is great your career is just nice there's nothing (laughs) offensive about your career but this chick's closet is literally like twice the size of me and Ed's bedroom and she was like yeah I'm just doing it in my closet it's the only place I have any quiet time
0: and I was like, "Bitch, can I move into your closet?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm with you. I'm. Oh my god! It, it's funny. I actually uh, I, I, well, I don't want to say I lost a roommate. That just sounds really loaded in these times of uh, of virus and death and everything. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my my roommate moved out in the middle of of uh, of. When the hell was it? Uh, March? No, February. I guess time means nothing. I right know now. <laughs> it's uh, it's frightening, but yeah, I I am so glad there is there was like no one else in in my apartment. So it's, it's just like you. Yeah, you know, uh, which it's that's fine because that means there's there's only one person in this apartment that I want to kill. So it, it's it's <laughs> oh,
3: all say good. That. <laughs> No, no, that is the best, smartest thing ever. Because, like, honestly, if I if I had my druthers, I wouldn't be alone, but it'd be definitely my second choice. <laughs> then, oh my god! No, for real, being, That's being, the same being thing. locked. No, for real, being locked in with a chick who can cook, who occasionally annoys you, but is also very funny and clever, and gets everything you say. So you don't have to be like imagine having to repeat yourself to some dumb chick in the apocalypse. You, know oh what I mean? God. you make some obscure reference and you gotta explain it in the damn apocalypse. You'd be like Burgess <laughs> Meredith in that time uh you know Twilight Zone episode. Like, uh there's all the time in the world now and you're wasting <laughs> it explaining references to some chick. You know what I'm <laughs> That would suck. That would suck. But I gotta say, second choice, being by my damn self. You know, cause there there's dudes. Out there living right now during this quarantine, and they are quarantined with roommates. This is a person you got off Craigslist or something. Mm-hmm. This ain't your friend, right. and yeah. you you got to be locked down with this loser. That's that's a nightmare. That's frightening. True so story. This, this, uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> there's absolutely no way I could be doing this by myself. Freedom. I would not be able to do this by myself. Like you know roommates would suck more than ed <laughs> but being my but being alone would suck 100% yeah i would probably r- risk it and like convince one of my family members like i have to come to you like i would go to my brothers in arizona or to my cousins up in san francisco or something well, her brother, her as
3: brother as well. is a practical concern because he's got <laughs> a lot of guns and he's ready for Freddy. <laughs> 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 well, uh my
1: brother is 100% prepared for the apocalypse. He's got double <laughs> freezers. <laughs>
3: he, he's, like, he's like that couple from Tremors.
1: <laughs> yeah, my brother is the <laughs> one man
0: couple from Tremors. Great movie. Gun- <laughs> um real quick because uh just realizing I we, we know who all we you are. We all know are. who you are. Uh, yeah, I, st- I just know I want me dead. Uh, but me, I'm Dr. David Robinson. I am your Vin Scully for the impending apocalypse, not to mention the current one. And as already witnessed, we have a lot of things to talk about. But first, we are going to take a brief moment to recognize our sponsor, Community Spread. It's morning in America, and people are waking up to the great taste of Community Spread. I kind of want toast. But it can be so boring. Butter, margarine, jams, jellies. I want something new. Here, try this. It's community spread. But you've already taken a bite out of it. What are you, smooth down there? Try it. Whoa, that's sick. But what's in it? What's in community spread? We're still waiting for the CDC to let us know. Well, it's deli- wait, did he just say the CDC? That's right. Community spread. Available at... Actually, I don't know where I got it. No, but seriously, back to that CDC thing. And it's not just for toast. Pancakes, waffles, sandwiches... Why, there's no telling where it'll show up. Community Spread isn't recommended for older adults or people with chronic health conditions. Stop using Community Spread if you've experienced difficulty breathing or shortness of breath, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, bluish lips or face, new confusion or an inability to arouse. Community Spread. From the folks who brought you, I can't believe I'm not better. It's the toast topping sensation that's sweeping the nation and there's nothing you can do about it. Thank you very much. Community spread. Good and good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> that was
3: fantastic
0: thank you that very was much fantastic you know it's it's what we do that was we actually recorded that after the last episode when we had uh, panelists here at the studio so uh, i want to give a big thanks to uh cat alvarado and connor mcintyre for uh doing the voice work on that so we we started talking a little bit about being you know confined with other people and i just kind of want to start with the basics because for anyone who doesn't know you know isn't a regular listener or you know supporter of the la comedy scene ed and clee you guys are a couple you live together Mm -hmm. yeah you know we've we y'all sort of addressed it uh at the beginning you know when we were talking about who we'd rather you know rather not be confined with but how how are you guys doing uh you know just as as a couple, you know, facing this together.
3: Okay, well, I I I just want to say first, me. I'll just talk for a second, and then you got the floor, baby. <laughs> look, guys, oh, God. guys, guys, look. She, I am not a man. For that for that <laughs> first week, for that first week or so of the contagion, I was just like, let's just hunker down, man. It's a uh, it's it's just like freezer food and whatever. And then when they started the whole grocery crap we we had a harrowing trip to the grocery store a kid coughed on my arm and it's my own personal vietnam you know what i mean it's like it, it, it,
0: oh
3: it's, wow it, it, it's crazy and 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 all i'm saying is she has gone out uh to do like some of the food runs and stuff uh i went out uh yesterday to get her some uh some you know medicinal stuff uh and and it's just like we really feel like you're a couple in the apocalypse right now. It's like it's like an actual concern to like go out to the store or go out over here to do X. It's like this mission and like having somebody to support you through all these damn missions is. Uh, it's. Uh, it, uh, I hope I don't get addicted to this crap. All <laughs> Getting all this damn well, support and love, yuck. <laughs> I think. It, let me just hard. also
1: uh, add that both of us have like some underlying health issues that would that do make us a little bit vulnerable but thankfully like my mom is a was and is and also my brother are doomsday preppers basically so um i already had a bunch of gloves because i cook a lot and so i had gloves that i already used for when i we were talking before we started recording about butchering stuff i have a bunch of gloves because so i can break down like chicken and stuff so I actually had a glass of gloves and then my mom had sent us a bunch of masks after the last, or right before the last, uh, like two fires ago.
0: Oh wow. So we live
1: in LA. And there's been a bunch of fires. So hmm. like, I want to say two or three fires ago, my mom sent us hmm. a bunch of N95 masks that we used up, but we had three left. So we have one that Ed's been using, one that I've been using and one that we have in the car. And that's all, we have, but we've been reusing it. Like if, If we still had the big box that we had back when my mom sent it to us, I probably would have dropped it off at like St. Joseph's or whatever the close hospital to us is. And so I've been using that to go to the grocery store. I wear gloves, I wear masks and I I like to cook. So I like to have the stuff that I need to cook the things that I want to cook. And I've been cooking probably way more, even though I've been working from home a lot late, like even before this all started, um, and then I was home because I just my job my last job just ended right before this started. I think I've been cooking more. A little bit is like stress. A little bit is like I want to use this before it goes bad because cooked food lasts longer than raw food. All that type of stuff goes on. But Ed and I have actually been doing okay. As much as we get on each other's nerves, we've been laughing a lot, watching stuff together. We finished Picard. I don't know.
0: I, how how did you like it? I'm like mm-hmm. halfway through
1: card yeah I liked it. it it's not like a typical I think it's actually like very different from Discovery in terms of tone it's not like a really like specific continuation of the next generation but I like where they took the character I know a lot of Trekkies aren't happy with it a lot of Trekkies like are like it's fucking it's fine because he's supposed to be I mean, like consider the character's supposed to be ninety five years old, he's dying, the world their world has changed. I think now people's perspective may have may have adjusted now that our world has completely changed. Like how much would your perspective change if your whole world shifted? You know, like your best friend and everything that he is has become illegal.
0: Right, and you know, I think it's much, much like the original series was sort of reflective of that time, kind of basically. And you know, I I'm only halfway through, so I could be wrong on this. You know, as borne out in future episodes. But putting the the Federation up is basically the bad guys, you know, and and not yeah, or that they
1: did the wrong thing. Like even a perfect government can fail
0: yeah and i I think that is that is a message we need so much more now <laughs> because
1: like our government was considered to be the model of like what every other government in the world, and that's what we fought a bunch of wars for or funded a bunch of wars for, was to get other governments to be more like our government, and now we're seeing that like it can be exploited, it can be fucked with, it can be changed it can be corrupted completely if you get the wrong person in charge.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, it's it's funny there was uh there's a quote from Jared Kushner the other day. He had oh. you know, he he is yeah. now That uh, idiot. I know. He is now like the the point guy for for the uh coronavirus task force, which is just frightening. But he said What a lot of the voters are seeing now is that when you elect someone to be a mayor or governor or president, you're trying to think about who will be a competent manager during the time of crisis. This is a time of crisis, and you're seeing certain people are better managers than others, which I think is a a really well, I think it's a really astute quote. But it, that's
1: not inaccurate, right? It's just some I think people are better at this than others.
0: Yeah, but I think he meant it as like a diss on governors and states who were saying, "Hey, you know, uh, we are part of the United States. We we need the federal help on this," and he was saying, "Well, you're all a bunch of idiots." But the the true understanding behind what he said is that the president is not one of the managers who is better than others. You know, I think to to use the the popular internet vernacular, this this is a particularly stressful time for the Karens of America because the manager right. has checked out. Uh, right. It it's it's just the 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 federal response to this is finger pointing and and blaming rather than offering help. To, to those who need it And it, it's Well
1: and also He's been saying The president Has been saying like People who don't Like show him Fealty or whatever are Appreciation not gonna get, Appreciation Are not going to get The help that their state needs So like Anthony Cuomo Or Gavin Newsom Are not going to get The help that they need Because they've been Calling him out For his ineptitude Even though They're the two Hardest hit states As of right now
2: right or well, those governor phone calls that they're having i'm surprised no one has not just cussed him the fuck out because i don't bet you somebody
1: has cuomo is, cuomo.
2: <laughs> cuomo is there i mean i if i'm a governor you know dude when i see you i'm kicking your ass i don't care you can yeah. get your boys to get me but you yeah. better not show up in new york i'm kicking well, your like ass. cuomo
1: they're both from new york cuomo's brother is sick cuomo ain't scared of trump Like, and Cuomo's not that great of a governor, let's not forget that. Cuomo kind of is not, was before this all went down, he was a real average ass governor. But he stepped up when this all went down because he's like, it's a fucking emergency. This is an emergency. And Trump has been acting like it was acting for far too long, like it wasn't an emergency. And I think Cuomo's like, no, bitch, it's an emergency. And he's like, and I'm not scared of you. We're from the same place. I'm the actual Italian in this equation. And now <laughs> right. my brother is
3: sick with this shit?
1: Are you serious right now? He's yeah. not playing games anymore.
0: Well, no. no. Cuomo may be the <laughs> actual Italian, but I think Trump has had more dealings with the mob. So it's, you know, that one's a tie, I think.
1: I'll bet you they've had those same equivalent of with the mobsters. I'll bet That's you anything stop accusing people <laughs> stop
2: accusing people of damn it's not an
1: accusation
2: why was but so you know it really person, blows you away. did, did
0: for one you guys
1: person, it's a virtue for the other person is you learned nothing
0: yeah did, did you guys uh read the article in the news briefing about uh the the theory that Trump is a confidential informant to the feds and that's why he's been protected from <laughs> that
1: wouldn't be, that wouldn't surprise me but I feel like the fed would have stop them from ever running if that were the case
0: you because you would think but you know as as we've seen
1: you want to run for mayor or town council they might let you get away with something like that but not president i don't think that that's true It, it sounds like it could be true but i don't
3: think it's
0: true it it makes sense. I, that's all that's all I'm saying is, you know, and, and
1: no, I, 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 just I don't want to start. He has start- a lot of dirt on a lot of people because he's been around a long time. And he's that type of person who will collect dirt on people.
0: Yeah, he was schooled by Roy Cohn. So uh, there is that. There is the- uh,
1: plus, he's a gross piece of shit. There's a lot of dirt on him, too. And I don't understand why. Like, I would be willing to risk my dirt to give the dirt on him because of how ridiculous he is. Yeah. But if it meant I had to go, like you know what I mean, like I don't know. I don't. I'm not a billionaire. I I don't have a swimming pool to
3: lose. But well, just 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 to wrap this part of the conversation up. Damn ridiculous. It's dangerous. Let's just concentrate yeah. on that because we we I think the, the this this concentration on how ridiculous he is, quote unquote, is part of what normalizes this sort of idiocy. And now that we got some Mad King type situation, like like Cleo was saying, this 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 pretend. Status quo, jazz. This like we're so we're so starving for a status quo. That fool pretended like we was about to open this bitch up uh, to to, to uh, Easter service. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. We're in the Black Plague, and you talk about Easter. I like well, chocolate the one, bunnies as much as anybody. But damn. Well, but I think
2: it makes. Well, the one preacher did. The one preacher from Florida. Right. Yeah, his yeah.
1: and he got arrested, and now his parishioners are falling sick. Have you heard about yeah. the follow up to that shit? Or that yeah. choir that went that choir practice that went on? 66 people went, 45 but, are sick and 2 are dead. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we yeah, are it it stupid. Well there's
3: but it, there's it, that and, and it, it isn't just Christians though. Did you see in India the police are going around with sticks? They went doing the shit out there and beat their ass. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it was hilarious yeah. because it's like, I love God. Lord knows I do. But get mm-hmm. your ass inside and pray. Get your right. ass inside. You got a prayer mat for a reason. Everybody do their thing by themselves. God does not. I don't know that God wants you to die in service of ritual to him. I think mm-hmm. God would love to understand that you need to sit your ass on your couch and do some praying. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Hit your but, knees. No, hit your knees by the porcelain god.
0: There's the old joke, you know, about the the guy uh, who's who's. in in a flood and you know the emergency crews come by and they're like hey we're evacuating the neighborhood and he says no god will save me yeah it's all good and then the floodwaters rise to the point where you know he's on the second floor of his house uh to to avoid drowning and they come by in boats and they're like hey you gotta go and he's no god will provide and then you know the waters keep rising he's on his roof they show up with a helicopter they're like you know dude you you gotta evacuate he says no god will god will save me and he drowns and dies and he goes to heaven and he says lord you know why have you forsaken me and god says dude i i sent you an emergency crew i sent you a boat i sent you a helicopter what the fuck (laughs) and i i think that exactly you know that is what the the religious leaders who are insisting on having services and gathering people are are doing. There, you know, they they fail to to recognize the the uh, not to paint them as anti science, which a lot of them are, but they fail to recognize the gravity of the situation and this this whole idea, you know, that's coming from, and it largely is the conservative religious right, you know that. Oh no, we are we are protected by our our holier than thouness, and it it's not true. This is definitely one of those situations where the Lord is going to help them that help themselves and help others. And the the idea that so many people who are not looking at it from the outside don't recognize this as a cash and power grab by the ministers, I. I don't know what to tell them anymore, you know?
1: Well, and it's like, I mean, there's like a viral um, post that's going around Facebook, too. And it's unfortunately, it's a love. Um, I'm sure she was a lovely woman named Karen. Um, <laughs> I won't say her last name. But on March 14th, she was still posting that this whole thing was a hoax to bring down President Trump. And that it was, like, not that big of a deal, and you don't need a bunch of Lysol and toilet paper and hand sanitizer. You don't need to be washing your hands like a crazy person. And by March 25th, she was dead of COVID-19. Oh, man. And it's literally, like, five posts of, this is the hoax. Um, I'm not (laughs) feeling well. Then her brother posts on her page, a GoFundMe for her medical care. And then two days later, she's dead. Wow. And it's like it's super sad, but at the same time it's super hard to feel sorry for somebody like that. Yeah. Because I, you're like, like if you had just taken all the because she wasn't she lived in a state where they weren't it wasn't a mandatory self isolation, but you could but most companies were you could work from home if you wanted to. And she worked for a company. She's like, My company said I could work from home, but I don't have to, so I'm not going to. So she was going to the office every day and just going about her life like it was regular and she died. <laughs>
0: <laughs> where, I, you know, I mean, she didn't
1: have to do that. She she had the opportunity. And it was like it wasn't just that like she lived in a state. She didn't live in. I think she, I forget. I want to say she lived in Tennessee or Georgia. Or I can't remember. But she lived in a state where she was like part. It was like a partial isolation situation. So she and she had. She was a real estate agent. So she could work from home if she wanted to, and take not take those chances. That she didn't have to, and she did. And it's like I can't. I want to feel bad. I feel bad that you died because she's my age. She had young kids. She had a husband. She had a family, but she was also an idiot.
0: Yeah. I, I, sorry. Yeah. I have, I have no pity for, for those who are so willfully ignorant. Uh, but I, you know, much, much like the, uh, Jared Kushner quote, she proved a point, just not the one I think she was trying to prove. Um, no, you know, not, not the hill to die on literally uh or or figuratively (laughs) but last i i checked i think there were still four or five states that had no stay-at-home orders uh it was seven i think it's seven. well north and south dakota iowa nebraska arkansas i think just did a partial one i know florida finally did this week as as did mississippi although you know we're talking about the the religious folks and yeah this this church where the pastor was arrested as as time mentioned is in florida and the the governor put put a stay at home order in place with a religious exemption and it's you know i people yeah, the religious don't exemption, i'm
1: like what's the point of even doing it that's yeah but you know what
2: things. if you if you look at things I mean because they believe it's an Asian uh, those are the same people who believe it's it's a so-called it's a Chinese virus no that's white and folks being stupid it, but that's white it, folks being stupid they, they just it. they're just being stupid in their thinking I mean they don't we've laid it out like they don't believe in evolution they don't believe that this thing is real, we don't have to be home. I mean remember the guy in Mississippi, the governor of Mississippi, was still he still won't do it. You know, he still will not put out, you know, I mean, DeSante just did it after, you know, people saw all the, the beaches were full. I mean, what do you have to do? I mean, I, I don't know why and that's the problem with Americans. Americans are very arrogant and they don't they always think not us. No, fuck you, it is you. And now you see it. And it's happening. All over the world. You can't run away from this. You can't point no fingers. No one's selling fear. This shit is real and it's hitting everybody. Don't care what color you are, don't care what your religion is. It is wiping them out. Well, exactly. You better pay attention. Like-
1: Call it the Chinese virus if you want to be a fucking racist. Go right ahead. Doesn't mean it's not going to kill you too. Right. And it has nothing to do with Chinese people anymore because right. now the mo- the majority of the people who have this virus and who are dying from it are not Chinese. Asians have pretty much locked it down. Korea you know locked that- it down before it even became a big fucking deal in their country.
2: But it happened. We now South Korea and America, they both it, they they got the news on the same uh, day
1: yeah
2: same day and they beat us to the punch so quickly and that was because of SARS they -hmm. had the SARS epidemic back when they happened so they were already they knew what to do America they've been telling these guys since I think 2015 that something like this would be on its way and uh, they canceled because everything. Because
1: coronaviruses mutate all the time. It didn't have to be this Chinese guy who ate bat soup or whatever <laughs> they're saying happened. It literally could have been anything. I had, I know I had H1N1 in, two th- in November of 2009. Yikes. And it literally, I, first of all, people who are saying that this is just like the flu or the common cold are idiots. Because if you are symptomatic with this, if it's anything like H one N one, you will literally rather be dead than live through it. Like I would rather die than get H one N one again. I would rather have my strokes again. Yikes! Than get H one N one. It was that bad.
0: Yeah, was, and this is and it
1: was three weeks of utter misery.
0: I've I've got a friend in New York whose husband has you know been diagnosed and has he's getting through he's he's doing all right now you know he's still sick but he had a fever for that lasted like two weeks and you know it's it's nuts you know watching this happen to someone you know it it really brings yeah, it home cousin, you know i
1: have a second cousin her husband passed away from it oh ago. geez
0: i'm so sorry and also, as long as i mention them, shout out to Jen and Bobby. Uh, glad you're, you're on the mend, Bobby. Uh, hope, hope you're feeling better. This is, it's, you know, it's one of those things that you, you don't need to experience it firsthand to understand the impact of it. But when you do, it, it really hits home you know, because this is a lot
1: of these people do need to experience it firsthand. I think a lot of these people who are not taking, who are still not taking it seriously and calling it a cold, calling it a flu saying it's caused by five G towers. Dude. Saying it, you can pray it away saying it's a hoax. Need to like, be like that family in Ohio. Who's had like six of 10 members die. I, it needs to be like, or it needs to be a major celebrity. That Like a lot of, smaller like a lot of you know less
0: less super, known not, no super yeah. famous
1: celebrities have died. a couple of celebrities have died from it
0: like adam schlesinger like, from uh from fountains yeah, of wayne like and ivy died this week
1: or, or yeah
0: which you, you know, know in, horrible.
1: you know like i'm a foodie and like a famous celebrity chef died from it floyd cortos died from it mm-hmm. there's but it needs like fucking like if katie rogers had died from COVID 19 would <laughs> Would so many people
3: be taking it more seriously?
0: No, they'd you know they'd be why? storming because the Shoji Tabuchi, Tabuchi Theater in Branson,
3: and then Charlie Pride, and then and then Dan Willie Nelson, and then They're you know what I'm saying? Somebody like die. that. I'm, I'm just saying the deluge of people who would have to die to get it through to a lot of people is more than even you guys are are, are hyperbolizing. That's how deeply in, ingrained this this need for a status quo is. And I, I think, think I, 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 yeah.
2: I was going to say that uh, Cuomo, uh, Cuomo is uh, made a good point when he said, okay, if you're if you're a state that has um, ventilators, because he's saying they should be doing a state-by-state helping each other, he's going to be out of ventilators in like, what, four days? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he's saying, look, if your state's got extra ventilators and you got extra help, come help me get myself together. And then I'll come help you get your people together, you yeah. know? And well, we he's, basic, those,
0: those he's basically doing the job that the president should be doing that, you know. That's- yeah, because he's
1: coordinating states because Atlanta sent a bunch of doctors and nurses to New York. And then if they get New York under control, they're going to turn around and come to California. Just like right. when the fires happen. When the fires happened in L.A., a bunch of firefighters come from all over the country Right, other states, not federal firefighters, state and local and county firefighters and volunteer f- come from other parts of the country to help fight those fires. You
2: know I mean, humanity has to, humanity Canada. has to come out. I mean, and I've and talked so, to Dave yeah. about this. I've talked to Dave about. I mean, this is either going. To, it, it's going to show because you have capitalism and then you have humanity, and you know we know that humanity is not a part of capitalism. They don't. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't represent that. And but. We, the fact that you are seeing people come together and help each other, you know, like we, they're they're opening up hotels. I love that one uh, general that they brought in from mm-hmm. the Department uh, of Engineers, that they're uh-huh. turning all the hotels and everything into hospitals.
1: Oh, the Army Corps of Engineers. He's got that thousand-part yeah. stare where one of his yeah, eyes yeah. doesn't quite work.
2: Right. <laughs> that, that guy is, I mean... <laughs> they ought to bring that one brother that did the, the to to be in charge uh, from uh, tr- uh, Katrina, the one that yeah. when they when Bush hired that idiot, heck you know, of a job, brownie. Bring that guy in. Yeah. yeah, I know
1: you're talking about, yeah, he retired. Yeah, he but was like, great.
2: He was great. You need someone. But like it that. shouldn't
1: take like the fact that celebrities and businesses are having to mobilize because the federal government is dragging their feet so far. The Four Seasons Hotel shouldn't have to internally say, we're going to put up all of the visiting hospital volunteers that are coming from other states. Because that's what they're doing. The Four Seasons in New York, and I think the Waldorf, like Hilton Hotels corporate are Starwood. I think, are putting up a lot of those people who are coming from other states to help out New York City. And they're doing the same thing here in California.
0: I'm, I'm sure I'm sure like, the Trump like, hotels offered, offered, but the things. rates were probably too high. The Trump
1: administration should have been like, you got to do that.
0: Makes sense. They shouldn't but,
1: have had to take a board vote to do that.
0: Yeah, but, you know, at least they're doing it, you know, whereas Trump Hotels, no. <laughs> they're still trying to figure out how well, they can well, turn a profit a on Trump it.
1: Hotel, that, probably should, that well, place is probably full of coronavirus.
0: Well, that's, uh, you know, But, that's, like,
1: Jessica Alba shouldn't have to donate $10 million in diapers and 20,000 masks. Like, that's not her job. Her job is to be in bad movies
0: hey no, she's also been in bad tv watch. shows
1: yes i know i watched la's finest
0: <laughs>
3: well yeah but but okay but but getting back to the someone the had lab, to. though th- this this concept that like there are people right now whose first time staying in a waldorfer story or something is because they're helping to fight the damn coronavirus yeah it's just hilarious to me the first time they'd be like which fork is this is <laughs> up in the middle of a crisis it's crazy
1: oh. Eleven oh, Madison Park is yeah. providing their meals. That's literally the highest-rated restaurant in the United States, and they're a commissary right now. That's ridiculous. Like it, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous on its face because it shouldn't have to have. It didn't have to come to this point. We well, Trump says, had, Trump says he's back
2: Trump says he's back
3: Yeah, not but we easily
1: could have been South Korea, where they could have done exactly what we had the technology, we have the infrastructure. And we had the the governmental protocols in place to do exactly what South Korea did, except that Trump, Trump dismantled it three years but,
0: ago. Yeah, we don't but, have the know, leadership. The
2: fact that we have to get all our, our – our, look, we're getting our medical from China. We're getting all our supplies from China. I mean, I don't have a problem with globalization. But the fact that you cut that deal. So now, when we, we're waiting for the very people where the, the virus started – we have to get our stuff from them. And so it gets here. FEMA and all the other states, they're in a bidding war, you know, to get the equipment when it should be, you know, it should go to New York first and then whoever else that's next in line, say, Washington State, you know, and then do it like that. But you're you're when you're sitting here bidding and, and, and Trump's like, see, we're making the economy go. Look at them, they're bidding. And uh, No, that's where government's supposed to come in and say look this goes to them this goes to these people give them what they need and he won't do it yeah he will well not he will not put in the the, the, the defense production act he will not but, put that in you know not, yeah, he that, could it would stuff. take
1: nothing for him to implement it and he won't do it it makes no sense and companies are doing it on their own and being like fuck the government fine us either well
0: you know i i think it goes back to you know when reagan said the the most terrifying thing you can hear is i'm i'm here from the federal government i'm here to help and it not like they weren't doing it before but it's like the republicans have made it their mission to prove that right and you look at this administration in particular with you know advisors from the beginning like you know like uh steve bannon (laughs) Who their whole mission is to dismantle the federal government, and we are we are now seeing why that is a bad idea. Because you know some people didn't need examples before this, but hey, now we have one.
3: Well, we talked yeah. about uh, me and Clee talked about this this liber- uh, this libertarian streak is getting beat out of a certain people right now.
0: <laughs> yeah but yeah. i I think there' are somewhere where they're gonna come back even stronger, and i'm I'm just waiting you know, not that he's a libertarian, yeah, but true. i'm I'm waiting for well, you know well, Bernie Sanders just to come out manage stuff, yeah, it's yeah, yeah it's well, no, 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 it's you Some know
1: people are gonna th- see what it is, which is that the gut like an effective government because they're gonna see what happens in other countries. More starkly than they've ever seen before, which is that an effective government like South Korea, which has a bajillion people in it, or Japan, which has a bajillion people, handled this crisis like it was no problem. Their people were under lockdown for two and a half, three weeks. They prevented people from coming into the country. If you left, you can't come back in right now, but we, you will. But everybody else who's in here, we can go about our lives. Right. It took two and a half weeks, way two months ago.
0: Well, I think well, you, well, that's, you know also and then pro- you
1: see how badly was mismanaged in America or Italy. Italy was caught a little bit more off guard than we were, but America got the same information that Korea did at the same time, and look at the difference. Uh, Korea is almost back to normal.
0: Right. And well, I, I think this it. is you're this also is a big
2: with, uh, a culture that has a a service type attitude. They do not have a problem. When you tell them to do something and they see they have, that's the way their culture is, whether it's Chinese, Japanese, they believe in that, of, of coming together and shutting down.
0: Well, well I think Americans are well, Americans China arrogant, doesn't really have as much of a choice have, like, in the matter. <laughs>
1: you have the arrogance of Americans, but if we had shut down back when Korea shut down, it would have been before Mardi Gras. It would have been before spring break. So you wouldn't have had all of these cases that are coming out of those two events. Like I think it's something like 25 percent of the cases in America are coming out of people who were at or were in contact with people who either attended Mardi Gras or at major spring break events in Florida, Georgia, Mississippi, and Texas.
0: I think we can even well, throw you know, we can even it. throw CPAC do into do that. It. You know, in terms of well, events where where coronavirus was spreading and and we saw that. But I wanted to go back. Uh, real quick, because we're we're talking about competent government uh, solutions, and we we were talking earlier about the inherent racism of of referring to to COVID nineteen and this coronavirus as as the Chinese virus, and now we're we're seeing America trying to point fingers at China for you know holding the information down and denying that there was a problem. Which strikes me as ridiculous because that's what our government was doing. And it's it's almost like well, it's Trump's typical MO. When when you're accused of something, point to what other people are doing and say, Well, that's wrong, and try and distract. But here it's it's I think just even more troublesome because it's it's not pointing out something else. It's pointing out the exact same thing. yeah
1: it goes both ways china lied but we all knew china was going to lie about anything negative coming out of the country we've known that about china for 35 years america lied to but i don't i don't think china lied to their own citizens as much as they as they lied to foreign governments i think their citizens were far more aware of what was happening in their country than everybody else in the rest of the world was
0: yeah well i, I, like I agree also, with you that they were more aware a, the
1: whole point of intelligence is to know things that the governments of those countries don't tell you isn't that literally what spying was invented for yeah so why didn't we know anyway
0: well you know trump has we're made it his mission to dismantle the the intelligence community we even saw it this week with it, last night Friday night, another you know Friday night massacre of one. Trump fired the inspector general of, of the intelligence community because he's the mm-hmm. guy who brought the whistleblower complaint to Congress. And I think that's that's one but of the other they things. They didn't
1: listen to their own intelligence because yeah, China lied in their intelligence and in they're like, we share this with everybody because that's what we're doing intelligence reports. But that's what your spies are for, and their spies as we now know have told told the u.s hey there's a crazy ass virus coming out of china you guys should brace yourself
0: yeah but that doesn't and jive with didn't. the narrative that the reality show host has set up so they don't want to recognize it is true you know and I, I well you know go i, well, I was going to say go just ahead. one thing uh, regarding what you were saying clee about china lying to their own people uh, i i disagree with that i think the chinese people though are just more equipped to reacting to their government's lies, knowing you know it's like i i used to date this girl who whenever she would like pose a, a quote-unquote hypothetical like hey what would you think if i did this it meant she already did it she was just mm. trying to like gauge the reaction when i found it you know it's it it's like you're, you're telling me that you've already done it i get it and i so i think that the chinese people like oh well, they they know they already have the conversion factor built into their head of if the government is telling us this it must be this much worse and yeah. so, you know so i think we're well,
1: that's sort of where i uh, also disagree with like what Timon said earlier about how korean people are more compliant because even with the the nature of Americans as being like my freedoms and all that type of stuff, like with the heart, my freedoms, um, <laughs> not complying necessarily with like a government mandate of like. If, but if this were a federally mandated nationwide lockdown that happened at the end of February, we could conceivably be done with this or close to done with this by now, and. We would not and people would have been more prepared, like certain businesses would have had a little bit more time to prepare because we could have even phased it out based on which areas were hardest hit first. Because if we just even took those two and three cases that popped up in New York and two cases in Seattle. And because if you see like Seattle and San Francisco took it seriously right off the bat and they flattened their curves way faster than other parts of the country did
2: but but I, what i was saying with uh, i was watching the program of the the major uh, south korean doctor who did who set that up and he was saying he said one after their sars epidemic they already knew how to jump on what was going remember that happened the same day yeah. they, they both found out also but culturally they didn't and also they didn't have a problem Transferring that information to the the South Korean people. They got it. Because they saw what happened at SARS and they followed in play.
3: And also culturally. They just they like they they could understand. That's what I was saying, too. Yep.
2: They've always wore masks. They they but also if you look at uh, with Katrina, Bush blamed everybody also. Bush Mm -hmm. could not handle Mm -hmm. the situation that went down, and he blamed the mayor he blamed the governor and this is just katrina they didn't handle that well and i was going to say that yeah. definitely here comes barack obama and so ebola this is really this one
1: and one happened under obama and both of those were contained before they became major because epidemics he in this he because he listened to his people he listened to his people ebola never barely even hit american shores because he sent the american pandemic team to Africa before it ever right. really came here, and got it contained there so that it never hit the rest of the world. With H1N1, right. it was a little more out of control, but they still mobilized their pandemic team, which does not exist anymore. Way faster, and that's what
2: that's what Rachel and Maddow so was it, stating on the yeah. thing. She was stating that. It
1: was instead of a million cases, it was like what was happening. I was already, I didn't know that at the time, but I was already a susceptible person. I have always been a person who, I catch every cold, every season, no matter what, regardless even when I could still get the flu shot, I still caught the shit. I would always catch that variant strain.
0: That's some serious FOMO, Clee.
1: But I was that one person. So it's like it's but it was still like maybe a hundred thousand people caught in this country like, you know, caught it and t- like less than a hundred died as opposed right. to what we have now, which is five or six thousand dead people. We now have more people dead from this in America than died on 9-11 in America mm-hmm.
2: than any war we've ever had. But I, yeah. I was going to say the Rachel Maddow was was talking about right after Katrina. That was the nail in the coffin for Bush. Not only the wars and fucking up the, the, the economy and what he ended up, What you know. So what's going to happen? I don't think Trump's going to get a, a second term. Uh, this is going to be the nail in the not. coffin for him. Oh, if, if people are smart.
0: Well, <laughs> I mean, he's a, he's a, uh, you should, you should just stop right there, Timon. <laughs> <laughs> they, they because I think they've proven over and over. People are not smart.
1: Because there are people who are like Biden is just as bad as Trump, and I'm just like he's as he's as kind of gross as Trump. He's got some of the same personal issues as Trump, but guess what? He's not as incompetent as Trump. He would have he wouldn't have dismantled the pandemic team three years ago and then acted like he didn't do it when the fucking pandemic hit.
3: But again, but right? again guys, 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 I just think we're losing sight of the thread of the whole. The to me, the real problem is. This concept that, like, government is something for you to come in like a, like some kind of that guy, the prophet from the business channel that comes into a failing business and tells them what to do or whatever. This concept that government is something that needs to be trimmed up and fixed and this, that, and the other all the time, when people run on that, they come in and make stupid-ass changes that don't matter or, excuse me, they think that don't matter, and then they'll ripple down the line. That dismantling of the pandemic team, that was American isolationist arrogance. That that we could handle anything that would crop up. Don't worry about it. We could save that money and move it over to this type of bomb or or this type of bond or this type of XYZ. But, you know, but what I mean? he Th- did that, basically was yeah.
1: like he he installed, like, like he moved into a house. That had bars on the windows and a burglar system. And he's like, you know what? These bars on the windows is fine. I don't need no burglar system on this big ass house. So he just (laughs) made the burglar system and kept the bars and niggas was like, I can take these bars off. Yeah. And that's what
0: happened. Well that's it, you know, I think effectively it's like, Why do why do we need a pandemic team? There hasn't been a pandemic. It's like because you know there hasn't been a pandemic because we had the pandemic team like to use your analogy there it's it's like you took the bars off the window and got rid of the burglary system because the place hasn't been robbed so why not why not get rid of them it's like because they're what's prevented it from getting robbed
3: and And also though a lot
1: of trump's decision making is based on like undoing anything obama did well and since obama handled H1N1 and Ebola so well, and that was handled by his pandemic team, he kept it. The only reason why Dr. Fauci still has his job is that he can't undo what Dr. Fauci's job is. Otherwise, I, he would fi- He would have been fired him, even in the middle of all this. Uh, Doctor Fauci wasn't uh, doing his job right, even though he's literally the only person anybody trusts in American government right now.
0: Well, and he it's like under he like that.
1: eighty bajillion presidents.
0: You know, going back to what no, Timon was saying about you know, if people aren't stupid, and mm, I think you know we we've seen the evidence that that's a bad starting point. Fauci this week started getting death threats from from the MAGA people, which. I, I don't know. I has there been a time since you know Leonardo da Vinci where the people who knew the science were getting locked up for passing on a message that the the populace was afraid to hear? You know what is guys, what is guys, the point? Yeah. You
3: know. <laughs> no, no. I was just, I was just gonna say. Look, Trump's gonna get another another term because there are gonna no. be some people. There's gonna be some people in this country that think that any sort of continuity is better than jumping off the horse in the mid-range or some crap, dude, watch. Because I think it's the same the same species of dumbass that got us in this situation in the first place. Some of them are doubling down, and a surprisingly low number of them from what I've seen are trying to say, uh, oh, I've changed my mind. That I, we should have, I've changed my mind about this guy, stories every day from major magas all over the world, millions of them in giant droves. That is not happening that isn't happening you see various stories of people going ah, i don't like them anymore but i'm not seeing them jump off the ship in droves i'm not seeing it even right. as mishandled as this has been i'm not seeing it and that's weirding yeah. me out man well it's the, you well, know these are the was, people was who would that, rather they, kill the
2: messenger adam Schiff is, you, you do know adam Schiff is doing a uh, a uh investigation Go ahead, Dave.
0: I just want to say oh, that. No, no, no. Yeah, there, there I mean, there are mm. still and you know, I mean, far be it from me to to be partisan pro-democrats here, but there there are still <laughs> people uh on the left who are trying to fix this situation and basically, you know, trying to do damage control while the administration is still creating more damage. But, you know, it's it's an uphill battle and you know ed like you were saying the the fact that people aren't jumping off the ship in droves it's uh, yeah it's disturbing but it's to me it's it's not surprising at all you know these are the people who have have fought the logic all the way through to to support the political message and you know as many have said before me coronavirus doesn't know politics it doesn't know red state blue state it doesn't know left or right it's a virus yeah. you know it it yeah, knows but do. self-replication well, but and propagation
2: the, the republican the re, like the republican governors and different people in these different states these guys are starting to get it like when they came together put to put together this two trillion dollar deal I mean, they had to come together because the the people are telling them, like you said, Dave, the virus doesn't know Republican and Democrat. But if we don't come together, you had certain Republicans that said, I'm shutting it down. I may not want to, but this death is getting high and somebody, you know, is letting you know, hey, we can't keep letting this happen. So we got to get we got to get real. This ain't no joke no more. This ain't no hoax. You ain't heard anything from Mulvaney's ass since he made that comment, have you? Well, they him. shipped him off to <laughs> Ireland. <laughs> Can't find his ass. He's, he's, he's quiet, probably quiet safer
0: quiet the than room. the rest of us. <laughs> he, got, yeah. he got fired at just the right time for self-preservation.
3: <laughs> yeah. well, th- no, that's absolutely true. And I think what's interesting about it is I, I, th- th- I don't understand Trumpism because it's anti-capitalism. Listen to me now. Trumpism is anti-capitalism, because if you look at these people, if you look at what's happened with these people, they have cost this country so much money with this mismanagement. That's not capitalism. That's not no kind of capitalism I ever heard of. What's real capitalism? Go ahead, go ahead, Timon. I was going to
2: say, but now you see what socialism is, don't you? They told (laughs) Bernie he was stupid, but you can't have Capitalism and socialism have always worked together. Who's giving yep. out socialism right now? Is that two point trillion, two trillion? Is that not socialism?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Is uh, these uh, companies that are paid that have not paid any taxes? Is that not socialism? You've been giving out socialism. socialism. Yes, bailouts of socialism all day long. But you told you were told we don't believe in socialism. We're doing it right now.
0: That, that is one thing that I definitely it. want to say. Props to Bernie Sanders for, for not just like opening every interview with, so how's that capitalism working out for you? Not so good. Not, <laughs> not that good.
3: <laughs> but and, but that's, and like I said, though, that's the funny <laughs> part, is socialism is the best socialism is funded by real capitalistic concerns, money. Because a bunch of people sitting around being as socialist, quote-unquote, as people think we would be under so-called socialism, wouldn't create the income, capital, to be taxed to hell to have all these social – you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. People think of socialism as everybody just wakes up, gets a pre-made sandwich from the government, stands in line (laughs) for some more bread to make another sandwich. No! No! A, a socialist capitalist uh, paradigm is a bunch of people working at their highest proficiency at jobs that they really want to do, and and people treating your employees so well that their jobs are awesome, and they get taxed to hell, but it don't matter because basic stuff don't cost a bunch. Uh, in socialism, you're like a woman at a club. You don't gotta pay for no drink. You don't gotta pay for this. <laughs> you got in for free. It's like wow, this is great. I, you know, I I still gotta, basically. I gotta,
0: It's Mm -hmm. ladies night in America.
1: A lot of of capitalists don't (laughs) understand that there are people who are happy in low level jobs. One of the happiest times in my life was when I was waiting tables. I was making a good living. I liked what I did. I liked where I worked. I worked for decent restaurants at one job that I hated and it was a corporate restaurant, but they overworked us. But most of the jobs I had, I worked a lot of fine dining establishments or a lot of like mom and pop places that were really cool there are people who are happy in those types of jobs as long as they're treated well and paid well. I made it I wasn't paid well on an hourly basis for the most part, but I work in a great city where I made a shit ton of tips that well, I that's what that woman support myself on. And so I think people don't understand that like a McDonald's worker can be fucking happy and will work there forever if you pay them decently. And if everybody's being paid well because there was a time where you could support yourself and go through college on a mcdonald's salary you could pay your way through school on that type of stuff and i think that's what people forgot that, that that's what their parents did or their parents parents did
2: well they Mama also well their parents parents got the gi bill lifeguard. well but the, you know a lot of let us not forget that a lot of the people you're talking about also received the GI bill back in the day from 1944 56 on you were Don't able talk about to Yeah, that socialism. But, yeah there's talk that.
3: About that socialism time <laughs> yeah, but I'm just <laughs> saying
1: I mean, my mom didn't get a GI bill. She worked as a lifeguard in San Francisco and paid her way through through UCSF through USF as to get and an that, engineering degree. And at, at, at that time,
2: also Cal Burke, Cal Berkeley was also yeah. free at that time. You could have went to Berkeley <laughs> Berkeley for free. Yeah. My well, so Jennifer you ask yourself, what? Cha- with and, the and, I, I, I,
1: and she paid forty five dollars, cl- like for per two for every two classes.
2: Right, exactly, and that's what I'm saying. You, but you know, if you see the things that were put in play, I mean, when the projects, when they when they first came out with what they call projects, those were built for white folks. Suburbs were built yep. for white folks. All mm-hmm. that black folks couldn't live in there. You couldn't. Matter of fact, it took a brother a while before he got the GI Bill. By the time he got it, he could only send a Jim Crow was still going on in 1956. Even when you amended the bill, you could only go to a black college and they kept messing up their paperwork. By the time we caught up in 56, which we know, I'm sorry, by the time we got the bill for black people, it was one hundred and seventy one thousand to seventeen thousand. That's how you got that gap in pay from white folks to black people because mm-hmm. of the way that they did everything because of redlining you couldn't live in certain areas even though you would go and get your education you had that that's why people were some blacks believed in segregation because it's like well shoot we're doing better by staying together if we're going to yeah, integrate so they, gonna dog us out wow ah, that's how
1: i'm sorry hmm. i haven't watched Watchmen yet but ed's told me about it that's how black wall street ended up going
0: Oh man, you need to watch it It's a
1: story that like I don't know how many of my white friends though That I've seen on social media saying They never even heard of it Thought Watchmen made it up And then when (laughs) they were told it was real They were like, holy crap I never even knew that was a thing
0: yeah, I gotta admit, well, I I, I never knew that. about it until yeah. uh, I I think I learned about it from time and doing the show back in the back in the early days of doing this show. But yeah, I spent right. most of my life not knowing about Black Wall Street, and mm-hmm. I mean, I you know, I'm Jewish, so I already knew white people were pretty bad. But I <laughs> you know, it's they well no, but it, it just they it never fail to the amaze me.
3: Of- I'm sorry, but I, I was saying uh, it's just the attacking of, like, excellence. It seems like this this whole situation is because people have attacked a certain sort of excellence. I don't want to say black excellence, but excellence in general. Like, we're, we dismantled an excellent system so that we could have a damn pandemic on our shores. We, we, we dis, dismantled an excellent this to get a horrible that all the time, just in the sake of this goofy rearrange the, the deck. If you could rearrange the chairs on the Titanic to make it crash harder and more people <laughs> die,
0: <laughs> I don't. Yeah, that. no shuffleboard don't on the Lido deck. I need to do that.
1: Let's make <laughs> right. these. Yeah, let's make these life lifeboats harder to just to get off the side of the ship, so that the women and children will never get off and everyone goes.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, it's terrible. So, like, I, I think more. Uh, attention needs to be paid especially by these so-called fiscal conservative types look how much of our money let's talk like real assholes guys let's talk like real assholes our money got messed up by these plebeians coughing on each other let's let's be (laughs) real that's how these plebeians coughing on each other messed up our money how can we ensure that this never happens again? What amount well, can we kill, invest? Kill the in? poor. Um, how, what amount can we invest to? Well, to, uh, buy,
2: you once know? you, what, what, but once you start regulations, okay. Remember, it was it was Elizabeth Warren who was over the regulating of uh, that to where it was the uh, consumer protection league. She was over that because of what happened with 2008 and how they. Had screwed over the people and you know put in all those bad uh, loans and everything into the stock market and ruined it, you know. So we have to every time that there's regulations here comes here comes the, they can talk about Democrats, but who's getting ready to cl- who cleaned up Bush's mess? Who cleaned up Ronald Reagan's mess? Okay, what did not did not Clinton clean up
0: Ronald well, Reagan's
2: mess? It, but in terms and, of and left and and he left Bush a a. Uh, a surplus Mm -hmm. and then Bush turned around and did what two wars destroyed the economy
0: tax cuts for the rich
2: Obama and now Obama cleans up goes out and now I I can't blame the the disease on Trump but I can say that by him not getting ahead of it as Klee stated he -hmm. fucked up
0: oh absolutely well and I think this it, it comes down to the marketing because if you just look at that economic pattern, Democrats like rebuilding and fixing everything that the Republicans fucked up or as much of it as they're allowed to, and then getting voted out because things weren't fun when the Democrats were in power. All they did was fix everything. I mean, the the party is always more fun than the cleanup, but the cleanup has to be done. And it's really easy to forget what a fucking mess the House was before, yeah, the Democrats cleaned it up. And it as soon as they do clean like it up, it's like time party time we again. vote
1: in a Republican president. It means the American public is like running away from home because their parents are too strict and they're like <laughs> running and they're like running away from home to go like hang out in the hate Ashbury or something.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Because makes sense. they've
1: decided that it's no fun to have their income taxed. And they're to be like, but they don't notice that, like, there are less people on welfare, or there are less people on poverty, or there are less potholes in their streets, or all these things that a lot of democratic fundamentals or ideals tend to want to take care of, and at the cost of taxpayer money. Like, I would, at the, I don't understand why, like, socialism is so bad. When it's like if we were a socialist country in the way that a lot of European socialist countries operate, nothing would truly fundamentally change about most people's way of life as far as day to day. Except that you wouldn't have like a $5,000 copay or you wouldn't have a giant pothole down your street or you wouldn't have like this is like this like little nitpicky shit that comes up every couple of days or every couple of weeks or every couple of months. Because it would already be taken care of. Yeah, your take-home pay would be less, but how much you have to output to take yeah, care but, of that shit would but, be way as,
3: would be as, way less. And as we were talking about earlier, just some of the stuff, some of the basic little things, getting in the club, getting a drink, getting yeah. this stuff is already handled. So that you can concentrate on higher level stuff. And going to the doctor isn't a nightmare. Clee cut her hand. I told her, I was like, look, man, when I get home, I need some pico de gallo. I want some chips. Chips and dips. That's my thing right now. Apocalypse. Apocalypse, (laughs) chips and dips. You know why? Because nobody can tuss my chips. Nobody can put their filthy hands all over my chips. We in quarantine, baby. So nachos are for me. You dig? (laughs) So I I, I had her uh, chopping. And then she chopped her hand. And I was like... And she was like, "Oh, this is kind of bad. We might have to go to the hospital." Going to the damn hospital before this was a nightmare. I was out in the house and I had I had to run home. My fat ass ran a mile <laughs> to get home to my woman to save her from the this, you know. And this was before the COVID and everything. But it was the whole time I'm running, my heart is pounding, not because I'm fat and I'm running that too, but because <laughs> of the prospect of having to go to the doctor. It was
1: like right before we all went on lockdown, but it was being talked about and stuff. And so people were starting to go to the hospital. So Ed was like, we can't go to the hospital right now. There are dying people there right now. <laughs> and
3: for real. Yeah. But no, was, I would they, say they, to
1: take Ed's club metaphor a little bit further, it's like, here's the thing: women get into clubs for free. We get drinks for free. We some we get all this stuff for free, but nobody knows how much money we're investing on the back end to look hot enough to get in the door in the first fucking place. Because uh, you're right. Well, and
0: also, <laughs> also the price that you have to pay once you get in there,
1: but we're doing it on the front end so that you guys benefit on the back end.
0: Well, I, I want to, you
1: have to spend ne- hey your yo. haircut cost $25. <laughs> your clothes cost 50. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're spending $90 on hair $30 on our makeup, $100 on our clothes. And that's when we're doing the cheap shit. That's drugstore makeup, a supercuts haircut, or we're doing it ourselves. Because even if I do my hair myself, like my, right now my hair, I was telling my friend, my hair right now I look like Roman J. Israel. That, that, uh, <laughs> this is a Washington movie right now. <laughs> because I was supposed to get my hair done the week we went on lockdown. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna get, I had some job interviews coming up. I was getting ready to call my hairdresser and get my hair done on Friday. And on, like, Tuesday, we went on lockdown. I was like, God damn it. If I had just done it the week before, I would be looking okay. I would be able to maintain it a little longer right now.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, you gotta take, like,
1: yeah,
2: y'all got to take care of your but hair. But even if I
1: wanted to do my hair myself, I couldn't get yeah. this stuff. Because some of the stuff I use, I could maybe procure yeah. at a drugstore or a grocery store. But it's still, it's like $40 worth of stuff just to do it at home.
0: Well, and, and guys, that's, guys, not even, jump, that's not even that's not even talking about like quick. the the psychological cost of what <laughs> ladies have <laughs> to deal with once you're in the club, you know, basically <laughs> no, like throwing just, a hen I, into the wolf house. Uh, no, I'm
3: sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, David. Uh, I just wanted to jump in and, and just complete that thing we were saying about the party, though. That was a very good metaphor, too, Dave. Thank and you. and I think what's good about that metaphor was the whole thing about like and Clee too about the uh, the 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 house and you got to clean it and these you know socialism would have socialism would have been somebody bringing a bunch of big garbage bags and setting them places and having people be like hey as a socialist mandate we recycle around this bitch so when you put down a cup or you do you finish drinking and you about to leave throw that motherfucker in the trash. You know what I'm saying? And so now the cleanup consists of grabbing up these bags that are full of trash, and consistently uh, uh, mandating that some people have to be—you uh, on trash duty for this couple hours of the party. You on trash duty, and we keep taking them out and we keep putting them away. So our real cleanup is wiping everything down, and you know maybe getting a couple vomits here or there. But but you don't have a cup situation. You don't have. You know what Right. I mean? Well, and but I, in- and I think the whole reason for that metaphor is. Your parents are coming home.
0: Exactly. The problem with
3: these damn Republicans is they they the parents ain't coming home. They know the parents ain't coming home. They I think they have a confidence that the parents aren't coming home. That they're that they're off in one of those '80s movies. They they're for, they're gone for a month. Yeah, that, speaking- that's the type of situation they think they're living in because we as a as a populace don't hold them accountable enough. As much messing up as government does, we don't really see heads roll. So there ain't no parents coming home. That's why. That's where the, the clean up the party metaphor breaks down. The only reason why you're cleaning up is because when your parents get home, that's your ass. These people are not being shown that anybody's going to come home and that's your ass. They're not mm-hmm. being shown that. That's all I was trying to say earlier about the, uh, this confidence that we have that the MAGAs are going to uh, – Stop that crap! I
0: don't have that yeah. confidence. Yeah,
1: the parents didn't come home, and now we got a dead hooker in the bathroom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and to, to carry Ed's extension on, you know, rather than putting the money in the garbage bags and cleaning supplies, the way this house party has been going, you know, this house party that is American capitalism, is that we're we're throwing a bunch of money towards party supplies, and then the guy who's picking up the kegs. Is demanding like a five hundred dollar tip for for just going and getting the kegs? It's like, you know, shouldn't we put that money towards garbage bags and and you know cleaning supplies? Fuck that! We're not getting beer unless he gets his tip, and yeah, it just it makes no sense whatsoever. And Have it costs
3: you, us money in the long run.
0: Yeah, we're still we're still paying the same amount of money. It's just not being allocated in a way that's beneficial well, now, you know, to like everyone
1: i just read trump is making states bid against each other for yep. supplies yep yeah. and they changed the yeah. language on the government website to say what a federal stockpile of certain equipment means because jared kushner basically Fucked said well, our stockpile doesn't mean that states get that stockpile and that's not what it meant and so they changed but- the definition.
0: Just yeah.
3: somebody
1: yeah,
0: went in what, and changed it. What is how, it, how very is it we're
3: well, pandemic in? hunger games for medicine. That's that's the nuttiest no. thing I ever heard.
2: It's well also you you're looking at you're looking at um trying to battle, you know, making everyone battle against each other. You know, but they don't they don't have a, a way to deal. You guys were talking about I was thinking of Denmark when you were talking about socialism. If you I mean what's that famous chef there um, that had the number one restaurant in the world that was in Magnuson? Denmark? Something a like that mis- yeah yeah I mean mis- they, I think his name is. they don't believe in competition there they believe in helping each other they don't work they only work they don't work they do a, a nine to five and that's it they don't even work past five
1: yeah o'clock. that chef worked he worked all over the world he worked in Paris he worked in la he worked in New York he worked in London and he went back but, home and like, he thought motherfucker he hated couldn't his hold down a job and hated his hometown because he's like it's small it's you know it's rural. yeah it's like and i enjoy I, i'm glad that i went out but i realized how great my country is because he's like everything i need to do it's what right i want to do is here and it's not just because of food it's because of the infrastructure he's like i had no money. he's like when i came home he's like i, I he had about a hundred euros when he went home but he was able to just go to the government and say i want to open a small 10 seat restaurant and i need this amount of money and Boom. he was able to do it like virtually no questions asked there's a episode of uh, i think it's called mind of a chef on pbs uh, i forget where i netflix.
2: saw it yeah
1: netflix i think probably and like he tells the whole story of like how he's like he would never be able to do the type of restaurant that he has in any other country in the world and i know right near the ocean yeah, right by the ocean and but like the type of food he wants to do, how he wanted to do it, how small it is. But he has the number one restaurant in the world that only seats ten people at a time. And it's not just that it's exclusive and it's the food. It's that he was supported by his government to mm-hmm. realize this dream. And he's like, I could have done this same dream if I was a pianist, if I was a painter, if I was a custodian, if I wanted to be a teacher. He's like, I'd make the same amount of money in my country. He's like, you know, I could make the same like a teacher makes more than I do doing the job because their job is more important than my job is. But they I make value I still, teachers. but I make a good living. I can fly all over the world.
0: Well hopefully yeah, example, you know the, hopefully the quarantining and everything is is going to teach the folks who are, you know, now forced into homeschooling their children how important teachers are. <laughs>
1: Oh, there's a bunch of me. I have three cousins who are all homeschooling their children right now, and two of them are losing their minds, and it's hilarious. We've been Skyping every Saturday. That's the one where I'm going to do after this. It's, oh, my God. Either they're going to change. A billion dollars a year. But it's also showing that, like, there's nothing. I don't see anything inherently wrong with capitalism. I see something inherently wrong with the value that's placed on it. And with how it's it how it's perceived in our culture. A lot, Europe is a cap like, is as a is a capitalist continent. Most of those countries are capitalist societies. Yeah, it's, they just implement it differently. There's such a thing as socialist capitalism.
0: It well it I think capitalism. America
1: could easily implement it and nobody would fucking notice.
0: Yeah, capitalism in and of itself isn't the problem. It's unchecked capitalism. No. It's this is this is why we need regulation. You yeah. know, and it's, America
1: also puts too much emphasis on growth, on like growing your business. If your business isn't constantly growing, your business is valueless. Right. It's steady income. If you're making this, if you're if your business is making the same amount of money every single year, and the only increases are incremental based on inflation, your business is a failure as far as American capitalism is concerned. How, and that's stupid.
0: How dare you be happy with what you have? Yeah. Shameful. Yeah. We we were talking at the beginning because we are all in and around LA. Have you guys been listening to uh the mayor's daily spiel on yeah. on the radio? I watched a few. It's I you know, there's something about it. Shout out to Mayor Garcetti cuz it's I don't know if yeah. it's that he's got like a very soothing voice that the things he's saying are reassuring without denying the truth. But there's, you know, exactly. there's, I didn't
1: vote for him. I did not vote for Eric Garcetti. But
0: well, you know, you you don't go into a pandemic you know with the mayor you want. You go in with the mayor you have.
1: But he's, <laughs> I think, him and Gavin Newsom and Mario Cuomo and even London Breed, who I and I'm from San Francisco, and she's the mayor of San Francisco, who I hate, and I have both personal and political reasons to hate London Breed <laughs> because she's uh, there's some things there's some, but. They're all doing great jobs as far as handling this on their particular level of this at the state or the local levels at which they're handling this.
0: Yeah, and like I guess and Gavin
1: Newsom sucks too. I Went to high school with his wife.
0: <laughs> oh no, you didn't it. like
2: Kamala either. You didn't like Kamala. No,
1: I didn't like Kamala. I don't.
2: Like <laughs> yeah, well, Henry.
3: well, well. Uh, trust <laughs> me, uh, please. Yeah, and I'm black. She's a no uh, uh, like black woman. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that, this, has got axes, this has got more axes to grind. But look, guys, I, I don't know. I, I don't know about, but I just think we should do more things that we as a country should do more things that nakedly on their face help the entire populace. And I think it's it's kind of interesting how all these people are getting all this social aplomb for like these billionaires are giving you like nine million dollars to some mask fund or kids get to eat today fund or whatever. You got one hundred billion dollars and you give nine million and we, we like jump on social media and be like, oh, he did that. He gave them kids a sandwich, whatever. It's just like, why don't we be like that all the time? Uh, a mm-hmm. more encouraged society to be like that all the time shores up some of these holes in the wall before the water starts bursting through so bad. But no, you know, actually, Ed, at the same time, yeah.
1: it's that Oprah shouldn't have to give us nine million dollars to shore up these no. holes. These holes shouldn't be there in the first place.
2: But you know, Ed, when they stated when they when you talk about that, there's that book by uh, Anand Giridhar called "Winners Take All." He talks about that where the rich—you can't mention poverty. I mean, you, you can mention poverty because poverty immediately you can charity can cover that up. But you can't mention you do not mention inequality. If you mention inequality, now you're going to say who the perpetrator is, who put the poor people where they are and why mm. they have the issues that they have. You know, because that'll expose everything. Like, oh, we're gonna come in and help you. Well fuck are you the reason why I'm here? You're the one that <laughs> yeah. made you the one that made sure that my I don't have anything. You are the sure, re- one of the reasons why that the homelessness is out of control and your re going into neighborhoods and pricing them to where they're so goddamn high, you can't get them. a minute a Starbucks shows up in a certain neighborhood, that's your ass. It's over. You
0: know, <laughs> they
2: coming. And you're about to move out. Look at this. Go right over, and over there with the Jordan Downs. You can go where Magic Johnson's spot was. Or sentinel and all over there. White folks are all in the area. Regentrification. You see them walking the dogs. They ain't even scared no more. They're bringing in the, you know, <laughs> the subway. Are you all
1: saying, like if enough white people die, we should buy some property in Ladera Heights? <laughs>
0: well, no. look <laughs> up that's you know what that's actually that's one of the things that I've, I've been thinking about a lot this week when you know when trump moved jared kushner up to the uh, coronavirus task force because both trump and kushner they're you know they're real estate slumlords and scam artists and shit and i i try not to you know go into the conspiracy type of thought but Think about how many people are going to die, and sort of leaning on the old uh, Jerry Seinfeld bit about putting real estate listings in the obituaries. How many people? <laughs> how many people are going to die, and yeah. how many apartments is that going to free up that the folks like Trump uh, and Kushner, these real estate I'm vultures? Like,
1: I want to talk to my landlord about it. But um, I think um, this is why my thing is, like, I don't necessarily want to eat the rich. I'm just i just hoping this, like, shows the rich what they ought to be doing with what they have, like, with their privilege. Because, like, I know, like, my family's not rich, but there are some of us who are well off and they are doing what they can to help people all the time. Not just during this time of crisis, but, like, all the time.
0: Well, and if you can and find like, a way
1: whether it's just and it's just like you can and not notice. Like and, like Warren Buffett has been doing this for 10 at least 10 years that it's been on social media, but he's been just like giving his fucking money away. I'm sure his kids are horrified.
0: Yeah. Well, no, they knew from the not. outset cuz he told he them. It. He's like, "You guys aren't getting anything." Which, uh-huh. you know, his and his priorities. Stock anyway. But I I think uh, this is
1: their own shit. They
0: they got more than enough. I, well, I was going to say, you know, Clea, I think you you raise a, a real good point, and it's i don't you know want to be accused of of promoting socialism but the whole idea of from everyone as they can to those as they need is it's an important thing to remember not just during times of crisis i tried to do my part this week you know because we saw in la last week it's not mandatory but they're advising everyone to wear face masks and then even the president you know Threw down a national, it's voluntary, but a a national recommendation that people wear masks. So I tried to uh, start a new business this week making masks for the uh trump supporters but uh etsy shut me down (laughs) they they said uh those aren't masks they're just dry cleaning plastic bags with hashtag maga written on them in sharpie (laughs) um i i still think it would really be helpful so i'm i'm selling those on the sly if you know any trump supporters that need a mask i've got them so uh, and and they are branded with the hashtag MAGA just to make them feel better about themselves. Just trying to do my part, I think is uh, is what it it all comes down to. And
3: I, you know, hashtag sad, <laughs>
1: hashtag wrong, hashtag
0: DNR. <laughs> And on that note, uh, I, I do want to thank uh, you guys for coming in, you know, figuratively Skype-wise. I want to thank Skype for, for making this possible. Someone, someone asked me, like, well, why don't you do this on Zoom? I said, well, you know, the Zoom is collecting people's information. And they said, well, you don't think Microsoft is? I said, well, Microsoft already has my information. So it's, you know, it's, it's trying to stop the spread which really is i think what this yeah, flatten is the curve. all about yeah flatten the curve of of my information getting out there so yeah this is a a great time to wrap it up i, I do want to thank our panelists ed greer thank you so much for coming in uh, obviously no public appearances uh, scheduled in the near future i'm sure but uh, where where can people catch you online
3: Oh, well, yeah, you can uh, you can check me out on a few episodes or many episodes of Screen Junkies Universe. It's a show on the on uh, fandom uh, fandoms YouTube channel. Uh, They have a bunch of sub channels. And uh, yeah, SJU is one of them. Uh, Screen Junkies is the name. You can check me out on a bunch of episodes of those. But uh, my own personal ventures I have a podcast called Nerd Goat Podcast, where we interview interesting people about their favorite fictional characters. Uh, it, it ends up being a really cool deep dive and uh, into people's psyches. Like, why why is Mickey Mouse your favorite character? Why is Superman your favorite character? You know, uh, why is Tarzan your favorite character, you imperialist piece of crap? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, like all, all these different things you find out about people when you talk to them about their favorite fictional characters, you know? And I also have a show called Reboot It, where we're kind of making fun, and it's on YouTube. It's at the channels Reboot It, like uh, Reboot and then IT. And uh, it's interesting because it's uh, we as a collective, me and my man Billy Business and other guys from the Nerd Goat crew, Ron Swallow and Bill Costanzo, we sit down over Skype now that we're in the quarantine and we talk about how we would reboot Mm -hmm. franchises. And we pretend that uh, John Peters, the famous guy who wanted to put a big spider in all the Superman movies he was trying to produce, uh, that we have him bust in and give us a stupid suggestion that we have to work into our reboot. So we take old properties and reboot them, even when it's like, there's no way you can reboot that. Like, we successfully did a reboot sequel to Back to the Future. We rebooted Star Wars. We rebooted Lord of the Rings. We rebooted He-Man and made it into, like, something you could go to the movies and see. So it's like, it's a real interesting thought experiment that we do. And now we do it over Skype, and it's, it's still the same. It's still just, you know, people of disparate. Uh, experiences, people that work in production, myself as a writer, Billy Business as a producer. We use all of our skills to make to make these things. And uh yeah, it's pretty interesting. So yeah, that's some stuff you can check out in the quarantine. Reboot it YouTube channel and Nerd Guild Podcast. And thank you very much, Dave.
0: Right on. No, thank thank you for being here. Always a pleasure. We gotta do it more often. Uh Clee Wiggins, thank you so much for being here. Uh should you so desire, where can people catch you online?
1: Uh just catch me online on Twitter at the, no, I'm not Clee the Pimp anymore on Twitter. I'm just Clee Wiggins.
3: Clee <laughs> Wiggins
1: on Twitter and Clee Wiggins SF on Instagram. I be, keep forgetting to do it, but I'm going to start doing it more of um, because I love to cook of showing all of the quarantine meals I've been making based on my pantry ingredients. So far I've made like pad thai and meatloaf and salmon and and turkey chili and I didn't, I forgot to take pictures of all of it. So <laughs>
0: Yeah, Ed can
1: Ed's belly can attest that he is it is good food. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I also so have been I'm
1: making a pad thai this weekend I think so I'm going to probably post that one.
0: Oh, right on. Yeah, we should we should uh talk after the show, share some recipes. I've been doing like all comfort foods, which uh I really need to get out and walk more and and get some exercise in.
1: I've been trying to do like a mix of like comfort foods with like one or two healthy meals a week so that we're not just wallowing in grease for six days or seven days a
0: week. Yeah, I throw <laughs> as, as much frozen vegetable into whatever I'm making as I can. It it just seems to, yeah you know. It, try the to get the fresh least.
1: vegetables because a lot of the grocery stores are actually washing them more. Uh-huh. And they're actually like, um, and then wash like your hearty produce if you wash it right when you get home you'll be totally fine there's no like there's virtually no chance like there's no more chance of getting covid from that than you would just by like actually leaving the house in the first fucking place so you might as well just get fresh vegetables if you can
0: right on yeah i do the frozen less less for the cleanliness factor quote unquote uh as much as i'm doing it just for the convenience of having it in the freezer and available so i don't have to go out as much but that's that's yeah that's my own thing uh well thank you so much uh yeah we look forward to to getting your recipes we should we should talk recipes and stuff after the show uh so i want to thank both of you for being on the show and uh for for treating each other well enough that you're surviving this that's that's very important uh Uh, mr time and shit
1: haven't killed each other yet
0: that's hey there's still time you know this this thing could go on uh (laughs) you know who knows about three more long.
1: weeks until the supposed end date
3: at, at uh, I, I i love that you think it would take three weeks
1: <laughs> <laughs> no it won't then we have three weeks to go
0: getting all, all roberta flack killing each other softly it's, it's what it's all about <laughs>
3: Mr. Time yeah, and Ship. Thank you sh- so much for having us on. Oh, thank Obviously, you. Obviously, everybody's a little starved for interaction, you know.
0: Yeah, no, it's great. Like I said before, especially when when the quarantine, the lockdown ends, would love to have you guys back in the studio because, you know, I miss you all. Um, so thank you so much for being here. Time and Ship, want to thank you for being here. As always, where can people catch you online?
2: Time and Ship at Twitter. Time and Ship at uh, Facebook. Uh, time and Ship at Facebook. Uh, instagram also you can get my book uh my saint louis on uh amazon.com as well as my uh, comedy cd universal brother which is also on uh itunes and S- spotify and uh, hey, hate it i'll be uh, contacting you man I, i'm working on getting a uh, lit manager for my project but i want to talk to you about some ideas i have about some scripts
3: oh sick thank you that that would be
0: excellent yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. also, you could also catch Ed Greer on the New Negroes on the Comedy Central app. It's available.
0: Right on. So
1: he's on episode three.
0: Okay, uh, that's th- uh, yeah, it's it's me, it's me, comedy
1: content.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, me, Lil Rel, and Donnell Rawlings of a uh, uh, Chappelle Show fame. So yeah, it's a pretty good episode.
0: Nice. Okay, cool. Definitely check that out. So thank you to all of you for, for being here virtually with us. Uh, me, I'm Dr. David Robinson. You can find me on the socials, uh, Dr. David Robinson on Facebook and on the Twitter. I am at stand up fall down. If you've made it this far into the show, you probably already know, but we are also on the socials. Let's be treasonable all spelled out on Facebook. And on the Twitter, we are at L E T S B T R E A S O N A B L. We take off the ease and pass the savings on to you, the listener. Speaking of, want to thank you for listening, for spreading the word. If you like what you heard, tell everyone you know, rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And, it, you know, we have time due to the quarantine thank you so go on to some of the platforms where you don't listen to us and rate and review us we're fine with that if you didn't like it you can keep it to yourself we're fine with that too we're going to be back next week hopefully you will too until then everybody stay safe stay healthy and stay sane and coming from me that's an extremely relative term so y'all be good to yourselves we'll be back we'll see you then